In today's episode, I chat with Carrie Brown from Strong Roots Resources. He's a good friend of mine that I've gotten to know over the last several years. And he actually came and visited me over the weekend. And this chat is one of those times where we just sat down and decided to record one of our conversations. And it kind of came from something that we both noticed at a festival that we were recently at, the Self-Reliance Festival in Camden, Tennessee. Next one coming up in October, I believe. But we saw the fear that people have in building community, in connecting with other people. So many people want to find people who think and do the things they do. But there's actually strength when when you connect with people who are different than you, who have differences. And that's what this conversation is about, is, is connecting with others, even when, you know, you might have some differences, but connecting on the commonalities that you can find between you is a really good conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> so we'll just kind of chat and so today we're going to talk about kind of go into the uh the thoughts you had after self-reliance festival and um kind of what, what you wanted to talk about today right so the whole point of self-reliance festival is for like-minded people and the freedom liberty homesteading prepping community to come together and find one another in person so that they can build those direct relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of that's gone on, but kind of like you pointed out, people seem to be a little, I don't know, freaked out or overthinking things or like, what do you think is going on inside, like deep down inside? Cause they, they've met the people now. Mm-hmm. They've they've heard the people talk or the the speakers and everything you know they've heard the experts talk, but there seems to be a disconnect as to how that relates to direct action. What do you think's going on in the individual's mind there? So I still think there's there's many of us, and I'll include myself in this, that we're still trying to overcome a certain amount of societal programming. With part of that programming being that we have to organize ourselves in a certain way in order to be effective almost in the way people organize in order to try to affect government policy it's like we're trying to use the same applications to circumvent systems that aren't serving us Mm, so yeah like you said programming it's almost like you know we've been taught this from little on up that this is the way you know there's there's this system, there's lots of other systems, but this is the way things are done, and, and we can't think outside the box. What is, how have you found is an effective way to get outside the box, to, to think a little differently? What's been effective for you? So I do have the fact going for me to that I've always been a little bit of a contrarian anyhow, but on top of that... I actually um, don't like being, quote, terribly organized. I don't like telling other people what to do, and I definitely don't like being told what to do when it's not called for. And 
when it comes to like certain projects and endeavors, like yes, a level of organization is required in order for it to be successful. But in, it just to simply come together and achieve a simple objective, I think we kind of have to look back at maybe how humans used to operate before we had maybe what we call civilization or society. Uh, I think part of it is maybe that tribal thinking um, where, yes, we're focused on what's good for the individual, but in most cases, what's good for the individual can also still serve the group. Mm-hmm. So how would you like, how would you delineate between, you know, achieving a certain goal, like you mentioned, coming together for something specific, you know, you might need some organization there versus the other things that you're talking about. Like, do you have a for instance there so we can see maybe how you might need more organization or where where that's not really as necessary? Sure. So, like, when people come out to the SOE compound, they see... SOE being self-reliant... Special Operations Equipment. There you go. John Willis' place in Camden. That's where the Self-Reliance Festival that we referenced earlier takes place. Yes. So this is a large compound where they run their business manufacturing equipment, um, but it's also a large, uh, to my eye, a a large homestead. So there is a certain amount of... You know, that stuff just has to be done. So people see this large operation and they kind of want to duplicate it because it, but for one thing, like it, it's cool, you know, it's, mm-hmm. they got all kinds of neat stuff going on. So I think perhaps people feel that they see a working example and therefore they have to duplicate that. Right. Um, like maybe people who are accustomed to a, um, a church going community, they will, operate within that kind of organizational structure. Um, but I still think there's a lot of us that still just want, we don't want to be alone. We don't want to be, uh, you know, constantly trying to manage things solo. But I think maybe what I'm starting to come down to is it has, I think it has to start with building trust and building, um, building up a relationship at a maybe a somewhat accelerated pace in order to determine what level of organization you even want to you even want to take on yeah that that makes complete sense i think something that a lot of people get hung up on is you know we're we're gathering together at this self-reliance festival and we think it has everything has to be done like we want to be self-sufficient and and we focus on the self part of reliance and sufficient and all of that but as we look out at other communities as as we're on the SOE compound there's nothing about self there that is a lot of people coming together to make awesome things happen absolutely and you know, I live here, my wife and I, on 20 acres, and we do a lot of stuff. I mean, everything is pretty well ourselves. And then, you know, we'll have friends like you come in for a weekend and help us knock out some projects or something like that, which is awesome. But it, is, it can be hard to see that you can get so much farther with other people. And I think a lot of people get hung up on 
how to build those relationships that you're talking about, how to build that community, how to keep the self. We, we want to keep the self inside of community. Yes. Where does that, what, what's the, what's the point where you have to lose yourself or where you can keep, you know, we, we like to focus on, I'm an individual, but we also want the community. Where does that fall apart or come together or where's the intersection there? So I think we, I think as an individual, that person has to make a decision about how much control they're willing to relinquish. So what's interesting about, you know, the prepping and homesteading community is that we, it tends to be occupied by people who want to have as much control over every aspect of, of their lives as possible. And I completely agree with that. And that's exactly how I operate. <laughs> Same. So, but at some point we have to, if, if we're not going to be doing this by ourselves, um, be willing to relinquish a little bit to ease off just a little bit. Um, any, any control freak, uh, behavior, I think. And, Maybe, uh, maybe scale up. So maybe we start like you and I met and we knew we had a little bit in common from online conversations. And so we kind of, you know, you, you learn how to tread around people first and you find out like, okay, maybe this, um, this person has this belief system. So I'm going to make sure that I don't do something uncool, you know, mm -hmm. in that room. Like, okay, so we've, we've established that level. We've established where, where we have commonalities, where we have differences and we're respectful of that. And, um, perhaps this goes back to, it appears to me that we live in a society that does not encourage, um, open and clear conversation and the fact that we can get a lot done together while not agreeing on every single thing, mm. every single, uh, social whatever the case yeah. may be. I think we have to like literally get out of our own way sometimes. Yeah, I think you touched on something there that's super important and easy to forget. You know, we we all have common ground. Like I can find common ground with probably everybody on earth. Some something that we both enjoy, both like, both can connect over. But like the uh, like the news, you know, if it, if it bleeds, it leads. Right. We like to focus on the negative. We focus on what's uncommon. So if you and I disagree on this point, it seems like we we are so focused on no, we have to agree on this that we lose any chance at connection with the other person. How have you found? I mean, what what works for people to? to connect over common things versus letting the letting the disagreements get in the way. Why why do we focus on the negative rather than on what actually can bring you together? Why can't a Christian and an atheist get along for a common goal? I think because first of all you have to be willing to create something together, like an actual um a, a physical structure, a physical a any kind of, maybe even organizing an event like a, a thing that you can point to and say, we together made this happen. A lot of people think that getting stuff done today just means talking. <laughs> and in my world, just talking does not 
get all that much accomplished. No. So the uh, weeds still grow. You can talk about the weeds all you want; they still grow. Exactly. Community is built. Relationships are built by doing things that require effort. And I kind of feel like when it requires a little bit of thinking and planning and some sweat, that that builds things in multiple realms very very rapidly. So perhaps that ties into, you know, you trust, like you trusted that I was going to keep my commitment to come out here and help you accomplish some projects. So mm. we established that, we accomplished projects, and have had a great weekend, had a wonderful time, ate a ton of wonderful food. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's simply just, I think it's just, as, as humans... Um, However, our origins came about. We do seem to be very inclined to like create space, like create home, create structures, uh, create and build relationships and associations. And I've been parts of, I've been a part of of groups that were, you know, what you would call like activists or whatnot. And the reason that I ultimately did not stay with those groups wasn't because I disagreed with what their goals were, but we didn't do anything i can't point to any structure that was built any any objective really achieved it also didn't help that we're up against you know huge entities that don't care about little ants scurrying right, around right. their feet um so i uh, yeah you got to make stuff why is it that uh so many people it, it, we we want to get together to accomplish something, but we often sit there and talk about it, and we feel like we've accomplished it when we've only talked about it. (laughs) And I don't even, I'm not sure what's going on there. Is it because we don't actually want to get our hands dirty? We just want to, like, oh, we're so, so concerned about this, but don't, I guess maybe we're operating in the circle of concern rather than control. Sure, I think that's a big part of it. Um, I think there is uh, often these days uh, labor, physical labor, is viewed as beneath the human condition, that everything should be done by technology or automation or whatever, and that's not to say there's not a place for some of that stuff. We were just talking about how an automated chicken tractor might be really (laughs) nice, you know? I would love that. (laughs) But, uh, but I, I think, um, I think there is a, a spiritual connection to, um, exchanging your personal life energy in order to create something. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a thought there that disappeared. I can't help but think of, like, you know, back in the early 2000s, you know, Al Gore jetting around tons of wasted fuel and and all the carbon monoxide or whatever that he was putting off, but trying to lecture people about, oh, you should use these green light bulbs and use less energy and all of that. I don't know if that's where the mentality comes from today that, we can talk about things, and that's actually changing it. Rather than doing what you're doing on your little farm in the middle of, I mean, you're you're right on the edge of Knoxville. You've got how many acres there? You're preserving it from the urban creep. Yeah, 
We're, and, we're, we have our little holdout against um, what I call suburbia hell. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, things like that are, are what really makes a difference. You've got the little, I mean, to, to co-opt a term from the greenies, you've got your little green space there. Yep. You're making a difference. It's it's a it's an oasis for the wildlife. It's a, a haven of rest, if you will. Like people can be in the middle of a city, but when you go into a park environment, or not something that's even manicured and and managed, but you go into kind of a wild green space, there's something about it that I don't know. Just rests your soul. Yeah, it's immediately calming, and you can. There's even. <laughs> evidence at this point that your heart rate goes down your blood pressure goes down they've measured people's brain waves and they enter a different um literal different state of mind when they're surrounded by nature that's incredible yeah back to the original point of the conversation what was it what what made you originally think about how people organize how people like the the practical organization of things, what was the question from from Self Reliance Festival that came to you, and did you have any immediate thoughts as to solutions or, or how to answer that question? So I did have I did have one idea um, that I've forwarded to the organizers of the event, so I'd love to see it happen, and and uh, maybe I'll just volunteer myself to, to make it happen since I'm going to be at the next one. But that is when it comes to finding people to have um, just like an information board. So mm. that's like step one. Cause that was at one point I, I talked to one person and they told me what County from Tennessee they were in. And I was like, I think I know somebody who was also in that County. And then I remembered who it was and I found them and I spent the rest of the day trying to be like bringing them together and finally flagged them down. I'm like, man in red hat, talk to lady in blue shirt, you know, uh, because it's it literally like you'll, you'll, you'll meet somebody four hours away from your home to find out they live 15 minutes away. So I want to see an information board go up old school style where, yes, later you can do email and telegram and all those forums, but you write the county you're in, or whatever your general area, you could be as specific or as vague as you wish to be because some people really go big on operational security, which is mm -hmm. cool, and then have whatever contact information. And people can just walk up, they can view the board, they can take a picture of it, they can do whatever they want to do. And so they're like instant group. There's your people, right? There's your like-minded people that everybody's looking for. And then you start with maybe just a casual meeting. Maybe you don't even have a major goal. Um, but after that, after you've met at the park or the state park or wherever the case may be, um, you got it, you got to decide to do something. And a lot of the times we will self-organize. I think that's our natural state. Somebody will decide, um, well, I'm going to bring the you know, the barbecue and somebody else is going to bring tater salad and we're going to bring these set of tools and build whatever whatever somebody needs mm. i mean it's instant bonding it just is uh and uh, and maybe we're just complicating it maybe we feel like we have to have a a charter and a you know a, a, a set of rules and and you know with you know folks like you and me kind of running around you know operating under the non-aggression principle we're going to be kind to people and we're not going to 
we're not going to take their stuff. We're not going to harm anyone. We're not? Um, yeah, I've totally got, like, your nicest tools in the back oh, of the man. Jeep right now. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to go sell them on Craigslist as soon as nice. I get back home. Um, the, uh, these, these are very basic, simple ideas, and I think this is how we are inclined to naturally organize ourselves. We're just, we're being, we're letting ourselves be told by other entities what we should do. And I almost think it's an, it's an effort to maybe throw a wrench in the gears. Um, whether we trip ourselves up or it happens by other influences, whatever that case may be. Um, I think it sounds silly, but maybe we just don't have to try that hard. <laughs> you know, maybe it really is just that simple. You know, it seems like the, the best answers really are the simplest. I, I think a lot of that goes back to the, like you said, the programming. We've been brought up through school, and it, even though we want to break out of that, we're so afraid to push the boundaries. And I, I like boundaries. I'm, I, my personality type is somebody who likes to know my place. I want to know, like, do you want me to do this thing? Are you going to put me in charge of it or are you in charge of it? If somebody mm-hmm. else wants to, is more of, a, of the dominant personality type and the take charge type of person, I'm more than willing to let them go ahead with that. I'm not afraid to do that. But I, I want to know my place and where I fit in with that. And I think too often we don't break outside of that. We're, we're afraid to to not only go outside of the way we grew up, outside of, call it the programming, whether that's school, church, your home, your work. All of that programs you to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And we're so afraid to get away from that because it's familiar, it's safe. Even if it's not really that safe, it's what we know. We're afraid of the unknown. Yes. And I think sometimes you just have to bust the paradigms that you're familiar with. Like, get outside of that. Just make sure, like you said, don't hurt people. Don't take their stuff. Everything else is cool. Don't worry about gendered pronouns and all of that. Just be nice to people. Yes. That's all people want. And everybody still reserves the right at some point. They're like, you know, this association really isn't working for me anymore. I'm going to see myself out. Exactly. There's nothing to to stop anybody from doing that. I mean, yes, we might have to navigate some difficult conversations at times, and we could probably do... You know, act, the actual like method of communication. I mean, there's a whole deep dive right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you can try it out. It's probably going to be fine. Um, in my experience, everything generally has a way of working itself out. And what you wind up with is because of the friendships and associations and and the get stuff done attitude that um that I am now engaged with through you know the LFT and community and TSP and things of that nature um I find that I actually worry a lot less because I know if I really need help with something somebody is going to be able to come help me at some point and uh because they know it's it's going to be reciprocated mm-hmm. so uh it's it's very valuable, and I think perhaps uh, people who are looking to organize community don't get too hung up on a particular structure in your head. Kind of just kind of just roll with it yeah. and see what forms. Most people that uh, 
most people that want the community, they want an organization, but they don't necessarily want to be told that it has to be a certain way. Like it, we're we're individuals, but we all want to be together. So it it's really an interesting dynamic. I mean, it's it, and it's confusing. Yes. Um, but like to your point about helping somebody, knowing that they'll help you in return. I, th- I think sometimes we get hung up on giving to get. And I mean, ultimately, you are, you, we should give to build relationships, to, to get the friendship. And it is nice to know that that person is going to be there, but you can tell the people, or you can tell who the people are who are just showing up to help because they want you to show up next week to uh to, to give back to them and, and they're gonna mm. they're gonna take everything that's due yeah <laughs> so yeah. those people yeah you kind of gotta i don't know it's it's a self-sorting group if you allow it to be it is that was kind of a rabbit trail <laughs> and to that to that point um, you can kind of identify those people by their mindset. So if you have people that kind of have that scarcity mindset who say things like, well, I don't ever have enough money or I never have enough time, those people tend to be more of your takers in the community who who expect like immediate reciprocation. And yeah, that's you need to watch for that. Um, like I don't keep a tally in my head of Ken now owes me this or you know <laughs> Alan whatever I owe Alan this and mm-hmm. it's just it, it's it's just a it's a casual trusting hey this is gonna this this will work itself out because again I think this is just our kind of natural state of being yeah yeah it's it, it harkens back to the old days where when Joe was harvesting his corn the neighborhood got together and helped him harvest his corn. Then when the neighbor down the road needed his truck pulled out, Joe took his tractor and went and pulled his truck out of the mud. Yes. Like it's working together. It's seeing a need, stepping in without without expectation of this is what I'll get in return, but expectation that this is a friendship, this is a community, we've got each other's back. Yes. This person is going to help me at some point. May not be the exact moment when I think I need him the most. You know, it, it might be, you know, you're having a, a get-together at your place in a couple of weeks, and I'm planning on being there. But if something comes up that I'm like, hey, Carrie, I can't make it last minute, it's you're not going to be upset because you know well, we've built the relationship enough that I'm going to come help you out. I'm, I'm going to do what I can to repay the friendship, not just because I owe it to you, but because we have built a friendship. Right. And I'm able to give that space for you. Like if you had to reschedule or whatever, like I'm going to understand, like it's going to be fine. And, you know, and it's fine to make, you know, backup plans. So like, we're definitely looking forward to having a mini backhoe out there. <laughs> if it doesn't show up, we were already planning how we were going to hand dig this, and it won't be a huge deal either way. Um, and uh, I, th- I think we're um, – this is I – th- I think maybe this is a good spot to note that a little um, humility is is good to apply in this. I know, especially in in the kind of preparedness community, 
we're really wary of like collectivist type thinking and and um and uh anything that begins with commune yeah you know, that kind of <laughs> makes us all get a little squirrely uh-huh and but humans do we we thrive in we thrive in small groups in uh in simple arrangements so uh yeah trust it's going to work out that's uh that's just kind of my default that's been one of my big goals is to worry less and trust that things work out yeah for sure it's uh you mentioned communes we we want to live in in a community where where everybody does help when called on or when needed but we're so afraid like you said of being taken advantage of and and we we keep a we might not physically keep a tally but we're like i i know bill owes me this and this and and he better pay up or you know i helped him three times in a row and he has not been over yet yeah and it's hard to break out of that mindset sometimes yeah i think we can tell ourselves stories about what's going on behind the scenes too yeah so it that's where you know your communication skills come in where you find bill and you're like hey man i'm just checking in on you like is everything fine you know because we don't know what's going inside somebody else's mind. We don't know what yeah. struggles they're dealing with. So, uh, yeah, I had a, I was beginning to have a thought that ran off there for a minute. I'm sure it'll <laughs> come back. Uh, well, it, I think part of, of some of the issue there of why we get so offended is because we have an overinflated view of ourselves. Oh, that's a good. I point. mean, to a certain point, like. Some of us can't stand ourselves. <laughs> like we're we we're like I know I'm not who I need to be. I'm working on it, and I just we feel like other people view ourselves the same way we do. And then when something happens that we think reinforces that, we get offended. We get upset. We're like he said this and this and this, and that person never even thought that. They're like you're an awesome person. They just maybe didn't communicate it in the way that you thought they should have, mm-hmm. and so you take offense at it because you know they th- you think that what they said means they feel about you like you really feel about your about yourself, and you don't want them to look down on you. I don't know if that made any sense at all. I'm following you. It's kind <laughs> of like you know, like Jungian philosophy is you know the um, or I, psychology would be the more accurate word where. You know, they kind of call it shadow projection, where there's the thing, that the dark thing that you don't like about yourself, and that's what you decide you really dislike or even hate in other people. And it's like, actually, no, that's you're projecting your personal failings onto another person, and that is for you to address internally. Yeah. The other person doesn't even know it or think it, or yep. they had no malice at all towards you when they said the thing, no matter what it is. I don't know. We've kind of veered off from what we originally started talking about, but I think it all ties together. Just be yourself, but be kind to other people. Treat other people nicely. Treat other people in a manner that makes them feel human. Like, humanize other people. Yes. We're not machines. We're not robots. Like, we're people. 
people thrive on relationships. Even people that are introverts or loners, mm -hmm. relationships is the most important thing in life. Everything is built on that. So treat people accordingly. I agree. I think uh, maybe a couple of key words to keep in mind is humility and trust. Mm. Try to really cultivate that outlook. Yeah. Very good. That's awesome. Well, any any other thoughts before we call it a call it quits on this? What I think has been a wonderful conversation. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just going to throw out there that, yeah, the next uh, Self-Reliance Fest is in October. I think it's the first weekend in October. I believe you're right. should be selfrelianceFestival.com. Uh, I'm sure tickets are available by now. I know they're looking for speakers and presenters, so if you got something to share. Uh, yeah, real quick, I was, I was noticing um, with the speaker schedule at the last one how, how much value everybody brought. So you may think you don't have anything to share you're probably wrong um you know i just got up there and talked about taking care of hand tools and i'm always blown away by how many people ask questions and how many people want to chit chat about it after the fact and mm -hmm. you know get more information or you know swap a tip or something like that so uh yeah think about coming out um i'm gonna see about getting that information board going and um this is this is a wonderful opportunity. There are people who drive from two or three states away to come to this. Yes. So. Yeah, there was a lot of people from pretty far away at the last one. Yeah. Minnesota. Car <laughs> I know, a long ways. Carrie, where can people find out more about you if they want to follow the work you do? And uh, we haven't even talked about what you do at all, but... That's fine. Stronger's Resources. Yeah. That's uh, Stronger's Resources is a homestead design and consulting business where um, I will walk you through how to get your homestead started, right down to how to design your food forest, how to uh, manage small livestock. And I also work as a, I, I do installations and, and whatnot within a certain mileage range, of course. Um, and I will, uh, I, I kind of uh, hire myself out as a, as a personal researcher so I know a lot of folks are busy and they're working full-time jobs and they're trying to make their homestead happen. And so I like to be a partner in that process. So there you go. I've got uh, the website's up and it works. You can contact me through that. The um, I've got, you know, I throw some photos and videos up on Instagram whenever i got something interesting to show. So uh, that's, uh, that's it. That's what I'm up to these days. All right. Check them out, strongrootsresources.com. Carrie, I appreciate it. We'll have to do this again. Absolutely.